Good evening, I'm Rafferty Cleary. Expect cloudy skies tonight, a low of 50. Your forecast coming up in minutes. The Homeless Advocacy for Rural Tennessee, or HART, met this morning in preparation for their upcoming point-in-time count. Executive Director of the Crossville Housing Development and HART member Terry Burdett said the data collected is critical for future government plans. The federal government requires a count every other year. What happens is that we take the, the HUD and so they can have national data. This is something published so that Congress has an idea of changes in, in homelessness. The annual count will take place January 28th. Burdett said Hart members will enter homeless shelters and communities to count the population and intake demographic information. Last year, nearly 300 individuals counted as homeless across the Upper Cumberlands. Crossville City Council has approved second reading of a budget amendment for bringing employee wages up to a more competitive market. Mayor James Mayberry said the vote implements the plan in steps rather than all at once. The company had offered was uh, staggered implementation. Personally, I've got a problem with a $919,000 budget amendment right off the bat. And I would like to amend that to go to the three-step process that the consultant recommended, which would only be a $663,814 budget amendment this January. The council hired McGrath Human Resources Group to conduct a compensation and wage study for the city last year. The group found 61% of employees earning below market rate for comparable positions in surrounding cities. The first step of the pay raise will begin January 19th. The Tennessee Trial Court Vacancy Commission has named three finalists to replace a retired Upper Cumberland judge. Candidates for the 15th Judicial District Circuit Court vacancy include Smith County residents Jack Ballar and Michael Wayne Collins and Sean McBrien of Wilson County. The January 1st retirement of Judge John D. Wooten Jr. created the vacancy. Wooten announced his retirement last year after serving the 15th Judicial District for 21 years. The commission voted Wednesday to forward the the three names to Governor Bill Lee for his consideration. The 15th Judicial District covers Jackson, Macon, Smith, Trousdale, and Wilson counties. An Overton County deputy's patrol vehicle crashed on Highway 111 in Overton County Wednesday evening. The accident happened in a construction zone near the Highway 293 intersection. An Overton County EMA official says the crash pinned the deputy inside the patrol car, but he received non-emergency transport to Livingston Regional Hospital. Two other people involved in the crash refused medical transport. The Tennessee Highway Patrol said the deputy crashed into a trailer attached to a vehicle that had pulled into the crossover to enter Highway 111. The Highway Patrol noted that the trailer did not have working lights. Be mindful when answering a phone call coming from the Colorado Springs, Colorado area. Putnam County authorities said it might be a robocall. The sheriff's office says numerous people have received scam phone calls from a number with a 719 area code. Officials said a man with a foreign accent will identify himself as an IRS agent and threaten to take action against your account unless you call the number back. The fee for renting out the stage at Livingston Central Park has increased to $200 for the first four hours of use. Alderman David Lankford and Ronald Dishman voted against the measure. Lankford says he can't support it because it doesn't allow certain groups to be excluded from paying the fee. 
the non-profit organizations such as VFW Shriners, Rescue Squad, that type of thing, I don't think they ought to charge them. And also, it says here, religious groups and everything, if somebody wants to come down there and use our place for a revival or whatever, I'm not for charging Alderman Ronald Dishman also agreeing with Linkford's comment. If we've got volunteer organizations and nonprofit, and we've got church groups, that if they want to have an event that's non-ticketed and non-charged, I can't see charging them. Downtown Revitalization Committee Chairman Ray Evans says the board put that rule in place in order to put everyone on a level playing field when it comes to renting out the stage. Mayor Curtis Hayes reminded the aldermen that collected fees help pay for the services the city provides during those events. Uh, that we have a sound engineer uh, that we do pay for. Uh, that way uh, we have one person that is in charge of the equipment and we have about fifty sixty thousand dollars worth of equipment also we have city employees that come in and and clean the place up uh, make sure the bathrooms are in good good shape and make sure all the garbage are collected so the fees uh, what we are seeing is almost just a wash uh, where the city services are kicked in now like I said the board is in charge and they can vote any way they want to do it. But I, I just wanted to make sure that we understood that that is where the fees are going. They're not just going uh, in, in the city coffers so we can be making money. Under the new fee structure, renters would be required to pay $50 for each hour of use after the first four hours. Previously, the city charged $200 for six hours of stage use and an additional $25 for each additional hour. The Board of Aldermen approved the new fee during this week's meeting.